0: Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgettis. Welcome to my show, America, Can We Talk? Today we're going to talk about fake families at the U.S. border, talking truth about Trump's new immigration plan. I really want to go over this. And last, do Christian values require open borders? And we'll talk about why all this matters to you. Stay tuned.
1: Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth.
0: And welcome again to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to focus today on immigration. And in today's first five, I want to just share one little story with you related to the border and our insecurity. ...border, who's coming across, and what among the legal troubles that we are having down there. To understand why this matters so much, I want to make a distinction between immigration law, which I'll be talking about in the next segment, that is the proposal President Trump outlined recently in a speech at the White House, and is now the subject of a lot of discussion about doing a big overhaul to America's immigration um, policy or immigration laws. But the southern border, our issue relates to another kind of law, other federal law, under the asylum status. Asylum is related to the refugee laws. And essentially, when people want to come to America and they are seeking refugee status, they have to meet certain specific requirements. As they, when they uh, seek refugee status. And so we have in America, we cooperate with the United Nations, we take in refugees from all over the world, and mainly they're people who are persecuted in their homeland. So the specific requirements people have to meet. There's five categories, I think it's five, whatever it is, very specific requirements under the asylum law. You have to meet one of them in order to be given refugee status and invited to America. The only difference between refugees and asylum is that refugees apply to come to America under refugee law while they are still in their home country or maybe in some other, you know, the places that people go when they're fleeing war or uh, persecution and they're in refugee camps in countries around the world. Those people make application before they get here as refugees, and we've agreed they meet our refugee standards totally but related to that is the asylum law same standards apply except asylum means when you come to across the you come to America you actually make it into America you're here and then you make application under the same standards that apply for refugee law but you make an application for asylum Asylum is essentially saying, now that I'm here, I have, you know, for this reason, I can't go back to my home country, and I want America to accept me um, as an asylee or under your asylum laws. So when people are coming across our southern border, they, many of them, have been coached ahead of time to tell a story to the border patrol who intercepts them about why it is they believe they're entitled to asylum. For example, if you come to America and say, I want asylum, I I sneaked in over your southern border, I'm here, and the reason I want asylum is my country is poor. There's poverty, I can't find a job. That is not a reason to grant someone asylum. It does not meet our asylum laws. And basically, by the way, most uh, developed countries have very very similar asylum laws even Mexico very similar asylum laws you don't let people just cross your border and say hey I wanna stay please give me asylum if their only reason for requesting asylum is because they live in poverty where they're from even domestic violence is not a basis for seeking asylum some people are arguing well you have people at the southern border and they're women and children claiming they're fleeing an abusive husband. That's not a basis to be granted asylum. If we want to change those bases in asylum law, we got to change them. But right now, asylum law sets out the standards and you have to meet one of them or you do not get asylum in america well part of what's happened the southern border is that people show up at the border with children and there's a special set of laws and actually a settlement out of a uh, piece of litigation that dictates how america must handle people crossing the border when they have minor children with them essentially most people crossing our southern border who are making a claim of asylum cannot be contained, cannot be held in the detention facilities for longer than 20 days uh, with, when they have children. And so what happens, because they cross the border seeking asylum with children, they end up being released into the American heartland, into our interior, with the admonition as they are released, hey, by the way, you've got a hearing date to review your application for asylum, please come back which, as we all know, we've talked about in the show many times, they don't come back. But what we are now seeing at the southern border, and this was long talked about, in fact has been investigated in the past, but there was, again, a recent study done uh, with respect to people coming over America's southern border, bringing minor children with them. This was a pilot project by ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement a pilot project in which I had a rapid DNA analysis done of, of adults bringing kids across and the kids to see, are these people really families? Are they really related at all? One third, just in this pilot project, one third of the people seeking asylum, bringing children with them were not related. They were fake asylum seekers. They were fakers, they were liars, they were cheaters. And you have to understand that even if these people are impoverished, and I'm sure some of them are, but what they are doing is taking advantage of America's laws. They're taking advantage of our generosity and our kindness, taking advantage of the weakness of our asylum laws, the weakness of our southern border, the weakness of our entire immigration system. They think if they can just get into America, with these children in tow, that they will be released into the interior somewhere, and they'll go to some sanctuary city that the Democrats protect, and they will stay forever. So this is a little pilot project by ICE, came up with the answer, um, and that was DNA testing at the border at the El Paso, which is here in Texas, El Paso and McAllen, Texas borders. 30% were tested, were not related to the children they claimed were their own children. So, I raise this just to say, as we launch this discussion today into the immigration system, that there is a profound level of deception, not just deception, dishonesty. That's one piece of it. It is deceptive, it is dishonest. But the other, and maybe even more important piece, is that people coming across our southern border have been coached by leftists in this world... Leftists, like the San Fronteras, people without borders, who are pushing socialism and globalism and the dissolving international borders, these people have been coached how to dupe America into letting them in. They have been told that if you come with a child, we have, they got a whole system of laws here, America is so careful with children, they'll just let you in and you'll be scot-free. They've also discovered that the southern border that people come across as President Trump, I believe, explained in a speech or at something with a piece of paper in their hands. They've been told what to say. They've been told the language to recite that makes them eligible for asylum under America's asylum laws. The idea in America that we are going to just abandon our border security, abandon our immigration system, abandon the idea of having laws that we apply to everyone, This idea must be tossed out. This is an idea pushed by leftists who do not like borders, leftists who do want to fill America with many people crossing our border with no right to be here, leftists who assume those people will someday be citizens and ultimately left-wing voters. So that piece, that one fact I want to make, make clear, 30 percent of the people crossing the border in America, just in a short pilot program with children, claiming that they, they fell under our special protection for children asylum standards were indeed not related at all to the children they brought, and that, my friends, today is today's first five. I want to turn now and talk today about President Trump's new immigration proposal, and this is just wound, winding up the American left. Uh, and so, I want to talk about, you know, what he's proposing, and then what should be our standards. What do we think? Because immigration is. You know, it's a fed- it's a area of law falls under the federal government. Congress can change it. Congress writes the law. Congress can adjust the law. President Trump ran on securing the southern border and upgrading, updating our immigration system. So I want to tell you just a summary of what he's saying about it. Actually, first I'll play a little clip. He made an announcement in the, um, I think he was in the uh, Rose Garden. He made a little announcement at the White House about what he was going to um, put in the immigration system. This is just a short clip of what he had to say about it. Here he is.
1: Our policies have turbocharged our economy. Now, we must implement an immigration system that will allow our citizens to prosper for generations to come. Today, we are presenting a clear contrast. Democrats are proposing open borders, lower wages, and, frankly, lawless chaos. We are proposing an immigration plan that puts the jobs, wages, and safety of American workers first. Our proposal is pro-American, pro-immigrant, and pro-worker. It's just common sense. It will help all of our people, including millions of devoted immigrants, to achieve the American Dream.
0: I got to tell you, folks, I think this is a brilliant stroke by the president. He's laid out, this was not a bill yet. There's not a bill floating around Congress yet. It's just the structure, the framework, the idea that President Trump says should be basically what we're talking about when we pursue a new immigration policy in Congress. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, every country. You know, historically, the way we defined countries, we had borders, we had laws, we had. And and, you know, you know, when you travel into other countries, some countries have very strict requirements about who even can enter to visit. Strict requirements about visas. Strict requirements about how long you stay. America has, over the decades, become more and more and more lax about, especially about immigration and applying the immigration standards to benefit the American people. So I want to just talk to you about what is in this immigration policy, because you're going to hear a lot of criticism. I'm going to play Nancy Pelosi in just a moment, what she had to say about it, but really help just kind of walk through what he's talking about and encourage you, because he's, you know, this show is all about standing up and speaking up for America. And I hope our listeners, I hope when you are hearing these things, you think, I'm going to pass that along next time someone's says, you know, this sounds like a really bad immigration policy, or why is President Trump being so mean to immigrants, blah, blah, blah. I want to just, because I think what he's doing is really bolstering America and protecting America, laying out a plan to protect America in the future. And to be clear, President Trump is perfectly aware that no law that embraces the ideas he is laying out is ever going to pass Congress now because the Democrats have the majority in the House. They will never pass a firm and fair immigration law. They're always and only about amnesty for everybody. Let them in, and by the way, let them all have more benefits. I mean, this is the Democrat mindset. But So President Trump knows it's not going to to pass now, but he also knows that he's forcing the Democrats to respond, to listen to what he's saying, to force them to point out why do they think it's so bad what he's saying what what is so wrong with the idea of having a an immigration policy based on the ideas that he is proposing and they can come back and propose their ideas I think that immigration will be a central maybe the central issue in the 2020 presidential elections because more and more Americans are aware of the insecurity of the southern border they're more and more aware of just our border overrun uh... the democrat party will not even fund Border security, let alone funding a wall in the portions we cannot otherwise secure, but won't even fund border security, and so it's a seminal issue for the 2020 elections. I think it's a brilliant issue uh, for President Trump to get rolling on. So, um, I was uh, so I'm going to start with the, the kind of the highlights of what is in President Trump's um, plan. One thing, he uses an expression, and I will, I'll embellish it more in a moment, but he uses an expression, essentially, his term is merit-based, merit, M-E-R-I-T, merit-based, and you'll hear in a moment Nancy Pelosi about lost her mind over that idea, but in sum, President Trump is talking about prioritizing employ, employment and employability in terms of who can come here as an immigrant over family reunification. And I learned something, I did not even realize this today, but right now in, in America, the, um, the, the essentially the vast majority of people who are able to come here as immigrants get in through the family reunification provisions. This is what's been called chain migration. Somebody gets in to America for some reason and then they can bring along their family. They in turn they sponsor their adult parents who in turn sponsor relatives. This is what President Trump is calling immigration by random chance. You just happen to be related to somebody who got to come to America and now you do. And so this is talking about that as a visa lottery system and that is the uh, largest source of immigration to America. Um, second point is so he's changing the priority toward uh, supporting uh, employment. Uh, next is, his bill does talk about other elements of bolstering border security. He wants to reform the asylum asylum system, but this bill is laid out, or this idea is laid out, doesn't spell out the asylum changes, um, but he wants to shift to merit-based legal immigration. Our current law passed in 1965, and this was a Ted Kennedy special. The 1965 immigration law was pushed by Senator Ted Kennedy, who essentially changed America's immigration policy from one that stressed bringing quality, employable people who, whose um, skills and education and would be an asset to our economy and pushed instead the bringing of lower income, poorer people and their entire families to America. It was a massive change in the immigration law in 1965 under Ted Kennedy and you know the cynic in me uh, I don't even like to call myself a cynic but the Astute observer in me says this was back, even back in Ted Kennedy's time. You know, he was a long-term thinker. How are we going to get? How are we, Ted Kennedy, thinking the Democrats going to get control over this country long-term, bringing, changing the immigration system from one that kept our economy strong and brought people in who could contribute to the economy to one bringing in impoverished people who are going to be needing all the left-wing welfare programs that Ted Kennedy loved so well. So anyway, back in 1965. Um, They changed the law, so it's kind of outdated, it's a long time ago, but the vast majority of immigrants are admitted through family reunification, or chain migration. So if you compare with America's system to some of our allies, and I mean by our Western thinking countries, uh, our, our allies, countries mostly like us, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom, they don't do that. They don't do what America does in terms of this chain migration, letting people continue to bring family, family, family. So you're bringing most people here because they randomly happen to be related to someone living here versus what skills you bring to America if you were to be admitted. Some people, other countries have a points-based system where you say you make application to to uh, enter that country. They assess your qualifications based on a series of points. And it has a lot to do with skills and labor markets and categories like education, proficiency in English, or whatever the language is, age, work experience. This is Canadian, Australian, and United Kingdom. So President Trump's policy, this new proposal, is in part the idea of saying we should be more like that. We should have our immigration system be based on what qualities do people bring to this country and it would include things like age education um, proficiency in the language so we're um, in fact Trump's had a great quote we discriminate against genius we discriminate against brilliance we we prioritize people who have low skills and or no skills and little education and can't speak english and they come here in mass majority of who comes here through chain migration instead of bringing people prioritizing bringing people here who can help our economy um, Uh, Predictions are, of course, that President Trump's plan would change immigration to America, vastly increase immigration from Asia. In fact, many countries have their caps on employment-related visas granted to various countries. And right now, 80% of the caps imposed... Stopping more people from coming here from specific countries uh, are caps on countries from Asia because they are held up by annual caps. Those are countries um, they live in: China, India, and the Philippines. A vast majority of immigrants from Asia have bachelor's degrees and would have a decided advantage under this new system. I will say also that some of the conservatives who longed, long, longed for change for immigration system. Are opposed on one element of what President Trump is trying to do and that is this many people point out I have pointed out many have for for a long time that Republicans or conservatives or pro-America people or pro-Constitution people limited government people we tend to make proposals against the backdrop of the left-wing pull this country has been uh, under for the last several decades so we we make a, we make proposals in response to what the left has done, but we really don't steer back and correct course all the way. We halfway indulge what the left has done and then a little tiny bit say, yeah, the left has done it. So, so we'll kind of go along with the left. We're just making a slight little tweak here. And some people are saying that even this this proposal that President Trump has come up with is is not good enough to fix the immigration system, and in part the argument is that the uh, right now we, America, we bring in about one million, one million new people to America every year under immigration system, one million. And that has uh, that has been true for a fair number of years, I think a decade or more. And so, some people are saying, you know, while you're at it, why don't you cut down the number of people we bring here through immigration for a a significant period of time to give America the chance to embrace those who are here, to push assimilation, to try to help the people who are here who got here legally but you know, don't have skills, don't have education, don't speak English, aren't assimilating, aren't participating in the economy. Let's get those people absorbed in the economy more, absorbed in our country. Help them if they came here legally and under our our present immigration system. Let's help absorb them before we just pile in a million more people every year. Among the things Trump is prioritizing, as you heard in that brief little clip, is he's prioritizing the idea of people um, coming here with skills, and prioritizing that Americans get to find jobs first. Our jobs, our economy, our businesses are here for America. That's what Trump is arguing. Now, I got to tell you, folks, I think that what Trump is talking about here, President Trump's talking about, it's pretty basic, pretty common sense. It's not, you know, is and, and he's not even making the uh, suggestion for a radical decrease in immigration, as many people are. Apparently, uh, the head of the immigra- Center for Immigration Studies, uh, Mark Krikorian, who's been on my show uh, many times, actually, he's really a good thinker. He, he is not crazy about Trump's idea because he's one of the ones saying, this is a few too many people, but at least uh, that we're still bringing too many people. But at least it is introducing fresh ideas into the political conversation in America about immigration policy. It's also forcing the hand of the left to acknowledge what it is they're trying to do, what they would prioritize. Because my guess is the chain migration has helped the Democrat Party grow in its voter base for decades, since 1965. The Democrats are not going to lightly give up on that idea. The people who come here who uh, have no, have little or no education, little or no skills, who come here from chain migration, they are the people more likely to be tapping into the benefits offered by the American left and therefore people more likely to continue to vote for the, the, the left wing of America that keeps feeding these new programs and creating new programs. So I don't think the Democrats are going to lightly give up on the idea of ending chain migration. And you can cut chain migration back, there are numerous proposals about that. You could, you could cut down you know, how closely you have to be related, or how long a chain migration applicant has to wait, that you don't get prioritized. I mean, you can make a lot of changes, but the point is, this is a, a great, great springboard for the conversation in America about what we're going to do to fix immigration. Again, back to my first five, this isn't about asylum. This isn't about what's happening at the southern border. That law needs cleaning up, too. But it mostly needs enforcement mechanisms that permit us to turn back people at the border or turn back people who manage to get into our country and ask for asylum. Uh, Turn more of them back more quickly. The goal of the asylum law revisions is actually some people in Congress want to reduce the categories of people who can qualify for asylum. In any case, this is a very bold move by President Trump. Um, He is—oh, in in fact, uh, so Senator Lindsey Graham, the uh, Republican senator who kind of sprang out of obscurity and then became quite prominent uh, in Washington as he spoke up uh, forcefully in the Kavanaugh hearings when um, now Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh was going through his confirmation process. Lindsey Graham, who's— I always thought this kind of milquetoast and quiet, kind of emerged, and he's real strong. So now Lindsey Graham is putting forward a bill um, about asylum, related to trying to fix the problem of asylum. He's saying, essentially, people who say they're going to want asylum, they have to make application from their country of origin. And to be really clear about asylum law, most asylum laws, including ours, require People who say, I am fleeing persecution, I'm being persecuted in my country because of my race, ethnicity, national origin, religion, all those kind of categories. People claiming they're fleeing persecution, and that's why they're seeking asylum. Almost every country, including ours, has a provision that says you have to make that asylum application in the first country into whose border you cross. You don't get to walk up from Central America through Mexico cross our border and make asylum application here. So clarifying that, firming that up in the law, and in fact, what Senator Lindsey Graham is saying is, tell them to make asylum application down there because we can't have this, this, this massive mess at the border and the refusal to ever enforce the border as really what we've now discovered that the um, that the Democrats um, are really in favor of in Washington. So, I want to do a, I guess this is not a Monday, but it's still a deep dive. It's a deep dive in immigration. I love the idea, at the very least, that President Trump is making a bold statement about immigration. Now, he did not get a bill prepared. He doesn't have his lineup of Senator of uh, U.S. House or U.S. Senators on the Republican side who are backing him he's ta- he's taking a leadership role and saying this we've got to change this we've got to change immigration we've got to stress and value American workers and we're going to stress and value them by changing immigration policies that really bring people to that that first of all don't bring people to here to do jobs that Americans should be doing and also that bring that bring people to America who can build our companies that can provide knowledge and expertise and all that so so I, it's, I went a little bit in depth there, but I really um, want to tell you, um, there's, I think there's going to be a huge appetite in this country for a serious discussion about immigration. I, I love the idea of forcing a Democrat's hand. Two other little stories about immigration before I turn to a clip by Nancy Pelosi. Two clips by Nancy Pelosi. But one is there was kind of a brilliant strategy that the uh, Border Patrol did related to all these people coming across the southern border. And obviously, I'm here in Texas people who live on border states the border states are overrun with people either who are caught crossing into america who are not caught we have just the borders are overrun they're insecure everybody knows this now we're finally admitting it but border patrol uh announced that because they were going to have to in some way deal with the problem of so many people you know right around just kind of you know bubbling up at the border they were going to move some of these people um, to other places in america so they and they have been doing this a little bit but they had a um, (laughs) they had an announcement they were going to move a large number of uh, illegal immigrants illegal immigrants from the border over to some counties in florida they were going to move them over to um, the uh, Palm Beach and Broward counties in Florida. So this is really, really interesting, and again, it's it's strategic, because as it turns out, all these left-wingers who are saying, oh my gosh, let them all in, this is terrible, we have to let them all in, we can't can't protect the borders, you know, we, we can't stop them, they need us, they need our help, they need our money, blah, blah, blah. As long as those immigrants were living far away from these left-wing, and, and some even on the right, but left-wing bastions of liberalness where they can say, well, we're liberal and we, we support open borders and I'll let them all come in. But once they heard that we're going to be transporting these folks from the Texas border to the Palm Beach and Broward counties, huge protest emerged, huge protest. People are saying, wait, 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 we didn't mean here. And this is exactly the mindset of the American left. This is the mindset of people like Nancy Pelosi. They live in wealthy communities, gated communities, which are another name for walls, gated communities who want to, from the safety and security of their wealth and their secured and gated homes inflict on the rest of America, inflict on on America, the everyday America in this country, inflict on them, these people coming across the border, overwhelming their schools, overwhelming their clinics, overwhelming their cities and say from their high and mighty towers that people who try to protect the border are somehow racist or mean-spirited or something bad. And this is what Nancy Pelosi is eventually going to do with Trump's um, statement. In fact, you know what? My incredibly wonderful producer, Matt, I only want to do the second of the Nancy Pelosi. The other one was from 10 years ago, and I just can't take time with it. But Nancy Pelosi made a statement um, in response. um, This is the one, immigration response to Trump. She made a statement in response to what Trump had to say in his p- new proposal. Here she is. Nancy Pelosi, sadly to say, Speaker of the House. Uh, the, uh, we have to, I
1: believe, come to comprehensive immigration reform. I think the president knows that. I know that, uh, that on the Republican side of the aisle, there is uh, a, a recognition that we have to have comprehensive immigration reform, and that, but that we have to do it in a way that secures our border, has a path to citizenship, respects the value of family to us, that has certain principles that we would agree to. Uh, But I want to just say something about the word that they use, merit. It is really a condescending word. Are they saying family is without merit? Are they saying most of the people who have ever come to the United States in the history of our country are without merit because they don't have an engineering degree? Uh, Certainly, we want to attract the best uh, to our country, and that includes many people.
0: Okay, that is one nasty, mean-spirited, ugly statement. Nasty, mean-spirited lie. When Nancy Pelosi attacks the word merit, she's trying to tell Americans, and especially she's signaling ignorant, uninformed, low-income Americans who don't read and don't think. She's trying to convey that President Trump is calling some people who don't have sufficient income as somehow not having merit. She knows that's not what Trump is saying. She knows what he's talking about, is how do we classify who should come here? Do we just simply extend, as she is so hopefully will do, just extend family migration, chain migration, regardless of employability, education, expertise, you know, um, ability to work, usable skills? Do we just uh, simply keep the system that we came up with in 1965 under Ted Kennedy, where, you know, the more people who come in unskilled, unemployable, can't speak English, and those people are the ones that she wants coming in, She understands what Trump is doing, and she is trying to undermine his point that America is permitted to prioritize our immigration system to bring people in who can participate in the American economy. He is not saying that any individuals lack merit, that their very existence as a human being doesn't have merit. She is, he's not saying that and she knows he's not saying that. She is trying to pretend she's signaling. Oh, sure, we'll work with President Trump, and yeah, we're gonna we got some um, we got some ideas in mind. But her term, comprehensive immigration reform, to understand what the Democrats always mean by that is amnesty. They may mean they want to change asylum standards, they may mean they want to change various categories of immigration, they may mean a lot of things, but at the end of the day, they always mean amnesty. They always mean letting every single person who entered America illegally give them the right to become a citizen and give them the right, therefore, to vote. This is what she is after. She's after having the, whatever the current estimate, in fact, the most conservative current estimate of the number of people in this country of whatever we have, 320 million, 340 million, whatever people say our numbers are, we have at least 22 million people in this country here illegally. She would like nothing more than to be the party that grants them all amnesty, grants them all citizenship because she is buying their votes. She's attacking President Trump for trying to do responsible immigration reform. And when she says comprehensive immigration reform, she means give them all amnesty. And America, America has to really look at this closely over the next, you know, up until November 2020 and what we do the next presidential election, because if we end up with a Bernie Sanders. Even if we end up with a Joe Biden, and if you end up with a Democrat majority in the House and Senate, you can take this to the bank. They will give amnesty to all of them. They just will. And so we have a great discussion ahead of us as American citizens. You know, what are, we, what are our priorities? What do we care enough about uh, in terms of solving the immigration uh, st- problems that we have? Are we willing to stand up for the American economy, the American worker, the rule of law, or go the way what the left really always wants, which is comprehensive immigration reform, which is another way of saying amnesty for them all, which is what the left has really always wanted. And her attack on the word merit is so, so obnoxious, ought to tell you a lot about how she thinks. And that, my friends, is where we are on immigration. I want to turn though and talk about one last piece of this immigration story today. And the last piece I want to hit today uh, relates to the Christian churches in America and how the Christian churches respond to the immigration crisis we are now facing. I want to start with my Matt, my wonderful producer. I emailed him a picture. I hope he got it. I emailed him a picture today. This is a church, this is a sign outside of a church near our home. And you can see it says, blessed nations invite in immigrants. And it's got a reference to the Bible, uh, words of Jesus in the book of Matthew. But they're saying, basically, because we are wealthy, because we Americans are wealthy and we are a prosperous country, we simply must welcome immigrants. And to be clear, America does welcome immigrants. We are the most generous nation on earth welcoming immigrants. We welcome refugees, we care for refugees, we welcome those seeking asylum. We have been generous for decades and decades and that is a good thing. And most Americans walking around who are citizens today, walking around this country are the descendants of immigrants, but they are the descendants of legal immigrants. People whose forebears chose to come to this country and to follow whatever the law was to become legal citizens. Pretty much everyone we all know is a descendant of someone who came here as an immigrant, but again, as a legal immigrant, followed the laws. What the left is pushing is people flooding our borders, breaking into our, you know, it's, it's like breaking into your house breaking into your home and demanding to be the owner, breaking into our country and demanding citizenship." But I wanted to bring that thing up about the, the uh, that sign, uh, because that that sign is not an isolated example um, in America. There are churches all over this country that push the idea that in order to be a good Christian, you have to essentially agree with the left-wing worldview that, really pretty much abandons borders, lets anyone who wants to come in that tries to characterize as harsh, mean-spirited, racist, ugly, xenophobic, or some other bad thing, any efforts to have border security. This is what the left is trying to do. They're trying to characterize all efforts at lawful orderly immigration, all efforts at securing the borders all efforts at defining more clearly what our immigration standards are, changing those standards so that they actually are designed to serve the American people, the American economy, the American businesses. And this left-wing mindset has weaseled and snaked its way into Christian churches in this country so that you'll see Christian churches condemning the idea of building a wall at the otherwise insecure portions of our border, or condemning the policies that say we have to enforce border security, we have to turn people away if they have the legal right to be here, we have to be clear about our asylum laws. We, and, and you'll even hear churches saying essentially that the poor, the hungry, who show up at the southern borders ought to be admitted and allowed in as immigrants simply because they are poor. And I'm telling you folks, we talked about this numerous times, but there was a huge Pew research poll in the last year that was estimating the number of people in this world based on surveying people around the world, you know, how many of you would like to leave your country if you could, your your home country, and how many of you would come to America if you could. This was an enormous research poll. Uh, a poll done by Pew Research and the number of people who in this world who would come to America now I don't have the research in front of me it's in the ballpark of like 200 million just think about that we only have 320 340 Americans and that many people would come here we can't as a country we can't be America and have that number of people come into this country simply because they want to, because of poverty, because our country be overrun and we would become a poor country. But I want to hit some points that my friend Kelly Kohlberg. She wrote a piece it's called Nine Things Jesus Might Do About Immigration. She's essentially taking some passages out of the Bible and she's talking about how the the radical left has manipulated the issue of immigration To make the argument that the only correct Christian worldview is a Christian worldview that lets anyone come here who wants to come, does not enforce borders, would not, you know, uh, turn away anyone who wants to come here, and that that is somehow the Christian worldview. That's what that church sign was saying. So, her article, in in fact, I'm going to run out of time to run through it today, but um, it's posted at our website, americacanmetalk.org, and she, Kelly Kohlberg, who happens to be a friend, but she's also the author, Nine Things Jesus Might Do About Immigration. She makes points about, what does the Bible really say? And she makes points, for example, that some people in the Bible are urged to stand up for their homelands. To not simply run away when there's an invasion or a bad uh, force takes over your country. That we don't just, the Bible's counsel is not just to encourage everyone to flee, but how about stand up for your homelands. You also have the Bible teaching the kind of protection of your fellow man that includes protecting them from crime. Here are some stats she ran. Because of open borders and legal loopholes. 94% 94% of the heroin in the United States comes over our southern borders. It is not loving for Christians to encourage open borders when the open borders are bringing drugs that are killing people into our country. That's not Christian. Uh, 70,000 Americans died from drug overdoses in 2018. And again, 94% of the heroin come over our southern border. Our southern border has had jihadis, Islamic jihadists, MS-13 gang members into America embedded in our American cities, protected by the sanctuary cities crowd. And they also have the, just the numbers in our current cr- criminal justice system. We have our criminal justice system is wildly overrepresented, has a wild overrepresentation of people who entered America illegally. We have illegal immigrants filling our prisons, all sorts of numbers. We've been over in the show before, and I can't do them right now. But she runs through the whole idea that we need to be embracing the whole counsel of Scripture. We can't have the simple minded mindset that says, because we are wealthy, because immigrants want to come here. The Christian answer is we all get to come here. We have to embrace the larger idea, the wise counsel of the Bible that tells us about using all the counsel of the Bible, protecting our fellow citizens from dangerous people, urging people to stand up for their homeland. In fact, she also has a lot of information about understanding that the push against the evangelical churches in this country, pushing those country, those churches, to embrace the open borders mentality is not random, is not a random happenstance. It is the direct result of funds from George Soros related organizations that directly and intentionally worked to push and change immigration policy in this country in the minds of the evangelical churches in this country it was a conscious deliberate invasion of the evangelical christians in this country by the george soros funded entities trying to change the hearts and minds of evangelical leaders to get them to say well i guess to be a good christian means you just gotta let everybody in you can't possibly be defending your country or your borders um she also talks about the terms in the bible i'm almost out of time but I'm just tell you there are t- terms in the bible different terms for the way the bible even talks about strangers people who are not citizens of your country one word ger ger means resident alien someone who comes here legally those are encouraged in the bible those people are encouraged in the bible to be protected because they are came here legally the other terms are um Czar, uh, Z-A-R, and car, both, uh, one meaning foreigners, one meaning strangers, and God warns counsel, warns his people to be careful about that. The point is, the people who try to use the Bible to, to say, therefore, open borders, anything goes, everyone can come here, are cherry-picking the Bible, ignoring the serious, wise counsel of the Bible in how we protect our homeland, protect our countries, and of course, we have the stories in the Bible where God urges his people to build walls to protect his his people. I'm gonna have to have Kelly Kohlberg on the show when she's, uh, when she's available to more deeply go through this but the point is great article pointing out that there is a, a drastic need to be really really clear about the idea that being a good Christian does not mean abandoning America's borders and now my friends on this immigration mess I always want to turn to why it matters to you. The immigration mess matters to you because the border crossing data is overwhelming. It's irrefutable. I think the left has mostly stopped, arguing there is no crisis at the border. We've lost control. We've lost security. This is a premeditated abuse of the system by people seeking to harm America, including some Americans who are trying to help these people come here. Um, this is a crisis. It requires leadership, as Donald Trump is showing. The immigration mask, the next page. Trump is plan. Plan is providing leadership it may be nitpicked and criticized but at least he's providing leadership introducing the concept of merit matters border security baseline starting point lasting immigration these open border leftists are intentionally sewing Christian confusion about immigration. Wise welcome is the Bible's comprehensive message about all the topics you see listed there. And the Bible is indeed should not be manipulated for political purposes as it has been by the Soros people who want more than anything to destroy this country. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. This was America Can We Talk? Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow, 3 PM Central Time. Talk to you then.